What's Up Whittier. Welcome to What's Up Whittier, a homegrown podcast. A podcast to showcase Whittier's businesses, personalities, and hidden treasures. Hey guys, producer Christine here with this week's Community Cork Board announcements. Every Friday from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m., we have the Whittier Farmers Market located at the corner of Philadelphia and Bright. Get out there and get that yummy acai bowl. This Friday, August 4th, the Whittier Young Entrepreneurs will be hosting Growing Your Business, Building a Presence. There will be two topics that will be discussed for the evening. One, growing your business from employee-owned business to manager-slash-investor-owned business. And two, building your presence in your community and career, positioning yourself where you need to be now to get you where you want to be in the future. The entry donation for this event is a Whittier Nonprofit Concept 7 Foster and Adoption Agency kit. So the kit includes a bag, socks, toiletries, stuffed animal, flashlights, books, nightlight, and snacks. The kit is valued at $25, so we would appreciate that as your donation. What other reason do you need to come out, learn more for your business, and support a good cause? Also, What's Up Whittier is sponsoring the event, so we'll have a little table set up and you'll be able to hear our very own Rebo the Realtor as a panelist and meet me and Jesse. Sweet Whittier, it is so sad to say this, but our summer has come to an end as Concerts in the Park will be having their last event on Monday, August 7th with The Trip performing classic rock in Central Park at the corner of Friends and Bailey. The show starts at 7, so if I were you, I'd get there about 4 or 5. Also, have you gone out to take your selfie with Team Remo the Realtor yet? Well, get out there and enjoy the concert with your friends, family, and Remo. Don't forget your mangonada and kettle corn from our local vendors. On last week's episode, I said August 10th, so that's incorrect. Uh, but on Wednesday, August 9th, from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m., the Friends of Uptown invite you to enjoy the works of various artists while shopping, dining, and networking in local businesses. It's a free event, and most businesses in Uptown participate. Get out there for a lovely night stroll and for some spontaneous discoveries. Don't forget to visit Maryland at Port Lebane, 6721 Greenleaf Avenue, for an art stroll map. On Sunday, August 13th at 5 p.m. until... Until the party is over, that's when it's over. Um, join Chidera Chime, aka CC, aka CC the Love, as the host Forking Good After Dark. This event is an opportunity to socialize with other townies with unlimited, yeah, I said unlimited, okay, unlimited food and drink to enjoy. Like the name of the event suggests, it will be at Forking Good, located at 6744 Greenleaf Avenue for $35. We will include the link in the description, or you can go to at CCTheLove on Instagram for more info. And also, if you're subscribed to this podcast, uh, next week you'll hear some more information about this event from CCTheLove himself. Chidera will be our guest next week, which is really fun to record. On Saturday, September 30th, from 1 p.m. to 6 p.m., the Whittier Uptown Association is hosting their first ever food festival, Eat Uptown, where eating out is in. The event is family friendly, so bring the kids. It is an indoor and outdoor event featuring over 25 uptown restaurants and you must be 21 plus to enjoy the beer garden. Tickets are $60 for a VIP, which has a 1 p.m. entry and three drink tickets. General admission is $45. 
and tickets will be sold for $50 at the door while supplies last. Pre-sale tickets are available on brownpaperbags.com and we will have that link in our description. Alright guys, hope to see you there. If you have something you'd like us to feature in the community corkboard, tag us on Instagram, check out our Facebook at What's Up Whittier, or send us an email at whatsupwhittierpod at gmail.com. Um, today, August 3rd, I officially sent out a tweet from What's Up 562 on Twitter, so check that out too. Um, also, we have a website. What? 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 Yeah, very exciting. Go to www.whatsupwittier.com for any questions that you may have in regards to your lovely town and this lovely podcast. All right. If you like this podcast, I think other Whittier Townies would like it. Just recommend it to them. And now you can even be like, hey guys, you should go on whatsupwittier.com because it's a great podcast. And then we'll have all of our information there. So don't forget to subscribe or else you'll miss out. Because as you can tell, we have some exciting stuff, right? We have the Whittier Young Entrepreneurs event this week. Um, Well, tomorrow, I guess, August 4th. Um, And then we have the food festival coming up. And you don't even want to know what's happening in October, November, and December, a.k.a. the best months of the year. So just um, follow us, guys. Check us out on our social media. And um, you know what? Give Jesse and Remo a follow as well. Jesse is at J2Architects and Remo is at RemoTheRealtor. Um, and I think those are their websites too, j2architects.com, remotetherealtor.com. So, okay. All right. Enjoy this episode. It's a lot of fun. It's really cool. You learn a lot of new things. So take it away, Jesse and Remo. What's up, Whittier? Welcome back. And today, like every week, we got special guests, two special guests, actually. Um, we got Liba Lesson and G. Alonso with uh, Auntie's Cafe. Lift Coffee Roasters and Bailey's Juicery. Welcome, guys. Thanks. Yeah, Welcome that's to you. Of course, Gio, Gio's already used to this, so he's uh, he's uh, like, eh, no. say hi. <laughs> What's up, Jesse, Christine? <laughs> Where's that, Remo? Remo? Remo's in the background. Hey, Remo. He's in the kitchen <laughs> cooking. So. He's making her dishes. Yeah. So, welcome, guys. I mean, it's. Uh, I know last time we talked, there was, we were, there was talks, and we were talking about the up-and-coming, you know, cof- coffee roaster. Uh and then we were talking about obviously aunties and, and the juice, the juice, Bailey's juicery. Now it's to fruition. It's up and running. All locations are up All and running. All three. Um, congratulations, by the way. Do I, we I, look tired? Uh, no, it just looks like uh, <laughs> looks like you got. Well, see, Levi, I don't know if you listened to the last podcast we had with with uh, Gio, but no, this guy's running. He, his schedule was, uh, what, 36 hours? And we're like, how do you run 36 hours a day when, when ours are only 24? <laughs> but it had to be with special magic. Right? I don't know. You know someone's <laughs> got to do it. That's right. And uh, the, uh, we're, we're all saying it was just the youth. You know, it's uh, when you're younger, you're able to acquire more and more hours, you right, know, you, without you'd sleep. You'd be surprised. The power machine really is over here to the left of me. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> 20 hours. <laughs> you only need 20 hours. So let's, uh, obviously, let's walk through. Oh, by the way, so my, my wife, we've been, since Auntie's open, we've been here already twice, back to back, actually. And, uh, I mean, my wife loves it. She's uh, she, she keeps uh, uh, wanting to get the same thing over and over, but I got to kind of push her away and try something try else. Yeah, things. There's a lot um, to try. So there is, and it's, it's, a, uh, it's a nice menu. I mean, genius it's, uh, menu, yeah. But it's been good. It's uh good location good atmosphere and obviously good food so 
Uh, but, so you but, said your wife likes to come, a, a very good friend of mine, uh, when he saw the place and he he uh, saw the decorations and the white chairs and he said, uh, make sure you have more than chick food there. And he liked it. He said his wife likes well, it. But, see, so he, we, one of our hashtags is uh, there's more than chick food here. Oh, nice. <laughs> But but see, it's the thing that like when you're married, it's I go wherever my wife goes, right? So she gets to pick, uh-huh. and uh, and so I'm good. I can always find something to eat, right, in yeah. in any restaurant. But um, I I had the advantage this time because I was actually part of your uh, uh, soft opening, um, and so I got to taste several dishes. Uh, for me, it was the uh, Korean what was it the um, uh, kimchi rolls? Kimchi rolls, yeah. Um, and so it's kind of, you know, we came a little too early that, that first day because it's, it's only served for lunch. But uh, so I had the advantage of being able to kind of push her in a certain direction. But, but she, she was able to find something good. Now she can't get off the skillets, so, uh, which is also good. So They're delicious. Yeah. Yeah, but, we but, have a chef who uh, people are surprised to see kimchi rolls or um, an Asian breakfast skillet. And uh, our chef is... Chinese, but grew up her whole life in El Salvador. So she has a really interesting palette of mixing together um, chili and sweet. And uh, like, who would have thought to do a short rib breakfast skillet, Asian short rib? But it's one of our best sellers. And uh, it's kind of SoCal, right? That everybody, a little bit eclectic, um, throw different flavors from different parts of the world together and come yeah. up with something a little bit new it works no it does and i was going to say if you could speak a little bit more about the about the menu because i know you're only open for breakfast and lunch right currently someday currently. maybe never maybe, know maybe events never know yeah yeah you heard it first here uh look out for dinner dinner menu well <laughs> yeah that's that'll be a ways away when geo said events uh yeah. maybe sunday suppers maybe um a theme dinner that matches up with music from a part of the world, like um, uh, have a violins and an Italian dinner or have uh, uh, South American windpipes and have an Argentinian or Peruvian dinner or something. So just to have fun. But this first, is new to me, too. I didn't, I didn't yeah. know. <laughs> for I'm all I had. Sign me up. <laughs> but first, we got to get awesome and perfect at breakfast and lunch. So can't get That's ahead true. of ourselves. Yeah. I mean, we're new. So we're, we're getting there. Yeah. And the menu, a lot, We I would call it an American menu, but it's pretty diversified. It's got a lot, a lot of options. A lot of options. And uh, part of the inspiration for it. Well, a massive part of the inspiration for it is uh, that Whittier really needed a breakfast place. I mean, everybody thinks about going on vacation and you can hear people say, oh, I love to go to Laguna and there's this one place I love for breakfast. And people kind of throw in an awesome breakfast place as part of their idea of a vacation. And and then you look around Whittier and there are some really good um, places that have good breakfast on their menu, but they don't specialize in breakfast. And even even closer communities like Bray and Fullerton mm-hmm. have really good breakfasts yeah. that are five to ten miles away from Whittier. And so you hear neighbors get up and say, well, I'm driving yeah. to Bray, I'm driving right. to Long Beach, yeah. driving downtown. Those, those are great cities, but 
do it here in Whittier. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So get a great breakfast right here all day till three yeah. o'clock. There you go. <laughs> and on top of that, you get lunch if you and stick on around longer. On top of that, you get lunch. So you get two meals in one. So we actually you stick around long enough. Yeah. We serve uh, if you stick around long enough. We serve um, more than twice as much breakfast than lunch. In other words, uh, during lunch, at least half the people order breakfast. And well, I I was uh, this on Friday Friday night actually. I was I took out the kids to Knott's Berry Farm, local place. Um, I was wearing a Whittier shirt, and and I had a couple right behind me. I was like, "Oh, you're from Whittier," and so now we started talking. They're from Whittier. And uh, I always ask people when I run, so like, what's your best place to go eat here in, in Uptown? Um, and his wife, uh, shout out to Carlos and Janice, if you're hearing, because actually they're now they're listeners. Um, uh, she responded, Auntie's. She goes, oh, went to Auntie's, you know, it was kind of cool, breakfast place. So it's a breakfast mm-hmm. place, you know. And obviously it's good when they say it's a breakfast place. And I was like, well, but you, did you know they had yeah, lunch, lunch too? <laughs> <laughs> of course, I was upselling the, uh, the wrap. Because for me, that was the one I remembered. Um, but again, you're right. It, 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 you talk to people. There is really, there's. A, I mean, there's a few breakfast places here. But to be able to say you're going to go get breakfast as a group or as a family or kind of make it an event, uh, um, there's really not much, you know. And on top of that, you had an outdoor patio. which There's you know, not a lot of outdoor uptown. There it's isn't. so Very little up- outdoors. That, that's where you get that experience, right? Which actually ma- matches up with what you said about families. Um, every weekend, we have a lot of parties of 12, 15, 14, 10, and it's, it's families gathering, and that is a really cool thing to see because yeah. families are the bedrocks of communities, right? Yeah. And so when a big group of a whole family comes together and wants to eat together and it's such an important part of building family uh, community. I, I love seeing that. But I also love the other morning I was here and uh, there was a woman here by herself, um, uh, an elderly woman. I, I don't know if she would appreciate that exact uh, description. I'm not sure what other word to use, but um, she's a lifelong Whittier resident and she was sitting out in the garden and had a cup of coffee and a book and she asked if we cared if she stayed a long time and read her book and of course we didn't and uh, uh, she talked about how she's really wanted a place in Whittier that she could just go hang out and read a book and have a cup of coffee and so we we have a lot of eating establishments but they're not necessarily built to linger and uh, that was that was a cool a cool story and but part of what Gio and I and all the projects that we've worked on in Whittier uh, underneath every one of them as a philosophy our our the philosophy of our partnership is beauty community and commerce and um, we want everything we do to be beautiful but also have an actual role in the community that's beyond just the transaction we want it either to be a place that you linger or a place that you want your family to be or a place that um, you know that you're getting improved nutrition like Bailey's or we, we want it to mean something more than the transaction that's involved in it and so when having those stories you know a lady sitting here wanting saying that for all her whole life at Whittier she just wanted a place to read her book and drink up coffee it feels kind of good to provide her that you know yeah, yeah. feels like like we're really engaging with the community yeah 
the goal. Yeah, the goal. Leva mentioned our, our three pillar philosophy, beauty, community, and commerce. And you kind of, I mean, you can see subtle elements of each one. Um, our coffee's ethically sourced from uh, from different countries in South America and end up here in, in Whittier. I mean, we know we know our farmer. I don't know if we mentioned last time um, about how... how um, coffee companies buy out farms in order to have ethically sourced single origin origin coffee so we're kind of affecting different communities in a lot of different ways yeah. and, and obviously the the aunties serves the live coffee right yes and are you guys serving juices and too and serves aunties I pastries all, all, there you all go. three right it's yeah. kind of an ecosystem of yeah. of alternatives for what nice. No, it's good. I mean, it's uh, again. I've gone to all three. Uh, I'd say between these, between all three, I've been to the coffee shop and here more. Um, and then talking about just community. So on Saturday, um, we came back again to eat breakfast. My wife and I, uh, with my kids, and then Christine. Yeah, I'm like running up Greenleaf Avenue, so I just took care of some stuff, and I saw Jesse's on his phone. Like, oh, okay, small world, small Whittier. And then I go in to put my name down, and I see his wife, Jocelyn, like, walk right up at the same time. I'm like, oh, hi, Jocelyn, how are you? So I ran into Jesse and his family, and then they invited me to have breakfast with them. So it's, like, uh -huh. small so community, you know? And so we enjoyed, like, your, your delicious breakfast, Well, we enjoyed actually. this communal table, which was awesome. This I mean, there's two families awesome. on opposite ends. There or, were, yeah. Right? We're still eating and working or whatever. She you said, know. small world, small Whittier. Yeah. That's a great quote for sure. <laughs> All right. What's up, Whittier? Small world. Small, small Whittier. Small Whittier. It, it really is community-centric, you know? Yeah. You, you, you walk around campus and you always you always end up to some uh, into someone from Whittier. So this In the back, we have a... Um, some little old school room desks for kids to play. Oh, yeah, those are adorable. And uh, so kids get up from different tables and their parents can keep eating. Or, um, But we've had a couple stories of, of parents meeting each other because their kids are all playing together. And, oh, nice. Uh, one, two, two families, it turned out that they lived not not exactly next door to each other but literally around the block yeah. oh, wow. one was on one side of the 90 degrees and there was a corner house and the other was on the other side of the 90 degrees and they met at the kids table at, at auntie's oh, wow. so for, to us that's community that's no, awesome it's uh where does where does this whole concept about trying to create this uh community or communal space come from is it something you guys experience or kind of um, well, mostly the communal space has, I give credit to Liva. Um, I kind of focus more on the aesthetic and, and design to make people feel feel very comfortable in, yeah. in the space. But this concept, did, did we get it from Baco, from an L.A. restaurant? Like the, having a big, big table? A big table? From uh, Republic. From yeah. Republic, yeah. 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 And uh, seeing at Republic in downtown L.A., or, or in West L.A., it's on yeah. La Brea. And their community table is often more full than their individual tables. Yeah. Yeah. And um, people meet each other. It, people are not uncomfortable coming to have a meal by themselves. And they sit down and meet two or new, three new people in the process. Yeah. And, uh, and so it was a little bit of an experiment here. And we've had 
feedback both ways. You know, we've had people say, I, I don't want to talk to anybody. And we've had people <laughs> think it's a really fun idea. And yeah. I talked to a lady the other day that it was her fourth morning in a row. She was sitting right, right here. And it was her fourth morning in a row. And she was just here, she opened her laptop, put her coffee out. And uh, she just wanted to see who she would meet that day because she'd met a couple other interesting people. Very so, cool. yeah. And at Lyft, there's a big community table. There, there is, and I notice a lot of people sitting on, on the helicopter wing looking out to Greenland. Yeah. I like that, too. Yeah. yeah. Good addition. Again, going back to this whole, but just the concept of community, bringing something together, what, what sparked this whole idea of putting these spaces? Because all three of them kind of have, if you look at it, what, what the, the common thread is community, right? Is bringing people together. together. Where did like where did that come from? I mean, let me rephrase it. Did you guys always want to open a restaurant and then kind of work it backwards, or was it a community thing and then kind of worked it out? So I've known Gio pushing four years, and um, when we we were introduced by a mutual friend, and we were, we were thinking about a couple of other projects that weren't related to this at all, and. Um, uh, both of us love to talk sort of conceptually and philosophically, and we were talking about how, um, how just basically how isolated people can be, that um, everybody's from somewhere, but unless you're where you're from, you really don't know anybody, and people just live in their space. Like I mentioned a minute ago, people live literally around the corner from each other, don't know yeah. each other. And so we, we had a number of conversations about that. Um, uh, relatedly, this place, um, my family has many memories. This auntie's was a cafe called Barshat in the 80s. And our oh, family really? had engagement parties here and some things like that. It didn't look nearly as great as it looks now. Of course, right. But, um, <laughs> But we had memories in this space, you know, and, and um, when you're from somewhere and you identify with where you're from and you identify with the people that um, that you live life with, then like you guys talking about meeting on the porch and ending mm -hmm. up having breakfast together, it, it's a very different life than an isolated, um, just me and my own world kind of life. and. Mm -hmm and we think a better life. And so as we in, we talked about how places like Whittier, and we have our eye on a couple other communities, um, in order for a lot of that to come together, the place itself has to become a little more appealing. So, you know, Whittier, Uptown Whittier was thriving in the, in the 50s and 60s. I mean, when I grew up here, it was it. Everybody came up here. Everybody walked around. And then after the 80s earthquake, it really went into disrepair. And it's starting to get its life back. And so those kind of philosophical conversations we had about not living isolated lives kind of came together with development opportunities. And we literally said, let's make Uptown better because we're, we're part of it. And... Um, we hope that we succeed at that and not for ourselves. In other words, making Uptown better, um, that, that's about 80,000 people in Whittier. That's not, right. it's not about the business, you know? And, so. and um, the elements go, go past that. I mean, um, we're in a historic property here at Antis, but Bailey's offering alternative options, healthier alternative options to, to the community. 
And the other community we're really active in is in Riverside, yeah, right. and um, which is where Lyft started. And we we were um, invited uh, by the city to be in the city hall as a, a coffee house. And a lot of the discussion is what we're talking about right now. They said, we don't just want a coffee house, we want a space that people want to be in, that people want to linger and talk, that people... And so it was very gratifying to get that invitation because, as Gio said, the spaces, he, he works to create the spaces in a way that that's the kind of thing that happens there. And for them to notice that and actually ask and say, we want that in Riverside, um, that, that was a really cool invitation. And, and that's what I was getting at is that, I mean, you guys are creating essentially a community we're helping make that community thrive, right? And uh, which is much needed. I mean, you're right. In terms of, of the uptown area, I think we're all kind of working towards making the area better. Yep. Um, a lot but of it's not better there. for for me personally. It's not better for the next guy. You know, it's really for for everybody to really it's better enjoy. for your kids. Yeah, I mean, it's better for people who want to move here. It's yeah. better all the way around. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, it, uh, you know. Thank you guys for for being able to create that those spaces really, where uh, where, where the families or communities could kind of come together. You might want to say more, Gio. You said a minute ago about um, um, creating spaces that people want to be in. That that people gravitate to. Yeah, you might say more about that. Yeah, well, kind of stemming back to the first lift, um, the coffee bar was built out of an airplane an airplane wing from yeah. an airplane that crashed in Riverside in the 60s. And so Auntie's at a historic property, um, Four Bricks was historic. We remodeled completely the Lyft Whittier. Um, so the aesthetics kind of match and replicated our, our other locations. But kind of just really engaging the community in, in art and innovation, we feel um, is really investing in the quality of life of, of that community. Yeah, yeah. You know, Joe, you mentioned um, that the original lift was created from parts from a plane from the 60s. Um, and then I noticed that right now the location that you guys have on the corner of Bailey and Greenleaf um, kind of has that same aesthetic. Could you talk a little bit about, like, I know earlier you even mentioned, like, a helicopter uh, <laughs> thing, right? Yeah. So, like, can it's you talk pretty, about It's pretty yeah, industrial. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. Uh, I mean, you know, it's not Starbucks, but it's pretty pretty industrial. Our our airplane we found it at a junk, junkyard in Compton, so really? that's pretty local, right? There's a we're putting it on a plaque. We'll have it on the wall in the next couple of weeks. It, it has a story. I'm I'm sorry, I don't have the date, but it was probably 1940s, somewhere in the mid 1940s. Do you know the story? Of how, stay, how, of how stay I got tuned. to the junkyard. Yeah. Yeah, stay tuned for the but, third, for the third I, I, episode. I, I, episode. You're not a historian. <laughs> I will tell you this. I. I, I I did hear about the negotiations on trying to buy those wings with the contractor, oh. and um, just the stories. I'm like, I'm like, man, you're trying to buy a a wing that cannot fly anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're trying to pr it's like it's it's trying to purchase a brand new uh, Cessna or something. That's true. But uh, anyways, but it was it was good. I mean, if, if you look at the the way they brought it in to where it's at now, talk about repurposing. Uh, objects, you know, it's, it's a well. Some some special about Lyft is that um, it was able to open in Riverside, a community that arguably didn't have any coffee or, or of that of specialty, 
and educate the public as to why it's important to really know the farmer, know the coffee bee, know why it's uh, back to basics when it, when it comes to that. But coming, replicating that concept and how people enjoyed being educated and doing it here in Whittier, I think is something that, that people will appreciate. I mean, you, you see it. I, I walk past this several times, and it's always, there's always, you're right, there's always people sitting at the counters or at the tables, too. Um, uh, again, creating that space, creating an area where people could hang out, um, it's priceless, you know. You don't see it often. I wish there was more of it. I mean, I know Tony from the bottom kind of creates that little outdoor patio. Same thing, you, you always walk past that thing, and it's cool, right? Um, so, so with those kind of little pockets or, or areas, I think once everybody kind of catches on to and starts creating it, I think you're right. I mean, Uptown would start thriving and be busy uh, the way it should be. You know? And kind of partnering partnering with other companies within the community in, in creative ways. So you mentioned uh, Tony from the Bottle Room. They carry our coffee on the weekends for brunch. Oh, and, very cool. and just seeing that different kind of, um, I, I don't know, clientele oh. can enjoy yeah. in, in different ways. It's pretty special. Deli yeah. Up carries our pies. And, That's right. Uh, yeah, it's fun to, to spread it around, if you will, and to, it, it, I'll use the word branding, although I don't mean it as corporate as it is, but, you know, Auntie's pies are a wittier thing. So, you know, hopefully they get eaten in a lot of wittier places and at people's homes for picnics and someone will say, oh, that's an Auntie's pie or, oh, yeah. that's Lyft coffee or and have that be recognizable community um, lingo. Yeah. So, Leva, I'm going to ask you the question. Where does the auntie's name come from? Me. <laughs> <laughs> Next. <laughs> Auntie Leva. Auntie Leva. So I, I have lots of nieces and nephews. Uh, they grew up in Whittier and they all have, not all have kids, but some have kids and um, I'm Auntie Leva to them, but also a lot of uh, my nieces and nephews' friends call me, call me Auntie Leva and um, sometimes their parents, which is a little bit weirder, like, you know, somebody 60 comes up and goes, Auntie, am I? It's okay when they're 20, but <laughs> and it, anyway, I just uh, was, you know, trying to think of a name of um, what, what, where do you want to just go hang, kick your feet up, have a great meal? And it's either your grandmother's or your aunt's. And right. I'm not a grandmother, so, <laughs> so. Remo's been washing dishes for a long time. That's right. <laughs> we got to put him to work somehow. Yeah. <laughs> so He's got to get back. Someone's got to pay for the new equipment, right? Yeah. That's right. We have a beautiful spread here. So that's what I was going to ask. So, so we're actually... Um, Talk about what provided you want to eat at your aunt's house. Right? Mac and cheese. <laughs> she has provided some, some dishes for us. Um, I had the one that had the shrimp. Shrimp and kale salad. salad. Yeah. Which is really good. Is that um, barley in there? That's really good. Barley, which is yeah. very unusual. Where, so where, where have you seen barley in a salad? Nowhere, right? I'll say I've but seen barley somewhere else. Yeah. 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 And then I had the uh, what's this? The, the vegan uh, poutine. Oh, vegan. that's so good. Yeah. You could have yeah. you could have fooled me, but um, oh, we <laughs> did. 
Oh, now I now I know what I could get on a healthier and side. And completely non-vegan, non-healthy macaroni and cheese. Yes, uh. exactly. We had to balance it out. <laughs> yeah, we gave you health and we gave you cholesterol. <laughs> in one kale. Day. We got you got kale. Kale. And, yeah. yeah, kale. We'll mash kale it together cre- somehow. That'd be the name of a dish: kale yeah. and cholesterol. Small, yeah. small, <laughs> small wood. Small world, small wood here. Small world, small world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. On All a right. smaller plate. I'm and exactly. then obviously oh, we have. Man, don't say that. That's a good serving. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm, well, no, I do. You I gotta mean, take it easy with these meals because they. Can, uh, well, here's the other yeah. thing. Um, um, we were talking about this uh, when we we're having uh, breakfast the other day with my wife. Is that typically when, we, well, at least when we go to breakfast, it, we eat and it's like kind of like ah, there's like still a little bit of more room in there somehow, you know. And we might order like you know something else, like a third dish or something like that. Um, but for us, it was actually. It was good when we came in because we're noticing a lot of people were walking out with to-go boxes, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's a good thing, you know? <laughs> I mean, you essentially have a good meal. I mean, we finished it all, of course, but uh, it's uh, to say that it's a, it's a good dish uh, or plentiful, mm-hmm. it's, it's, uh, it's awesome. Of course, my kid ordered uh, breakfast. And, um, Wait, what do, you, what do you order? He had the it? pancakes, the Nutella pancakes with bananas. Um, that, guy, that guy could eat. Uh, if it was up yeah. to him... He'd, he'd have that for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Every you know? day. Um, of course, my daughter just picked off the bacon, which bacon with chalk with the Nutella, which for her was like yes. a new experience. Now I think we have to make that. <laughs> it's, good. it's really oh. good, right? Have well, you had, yeah. It's for, been my diet for like. Weeks, <laughs> <laughs> there, there is the county fair going on in Orange, so that's you get true. that there. That's true. Yeah. So I like that you guys have pretty much everything for, or dishes for everybody to enjoy. So. I think that was kind of important, right? Not, not secluding. Yeah, two goals, not not uh, excluding animal, anybody yeah. and having a lot of variety in that way. Vegan and vegetarian options, gluten-free options. We have a couple meat lovers options uh, and everything in between. But then I think Your the second... Your friend no, no chick? Yeah, no, my chick, chick, food no chick food. That's yeah. why it's for him, the meat yeah. lovers omelet. But, uh, Talk uh, about the ve- uh, vegan options. How many dishes do you guys have? And, and I mean, do you, can you describe what's in them too? Well, you're from. I'll, I'll say the. I'll say the cliche is that um, a lot of people consider eating vegan and eating gluten free as a as a trend, yeah. but it's really a lifestyle. And then, as far as um, you know, Leba and Jessica set up the whole entire menu. You want to touch base? I don't know if Jessica did that one. Sure. Yeah. yeah the so the vegan poutine is um, a lot of vegetables over. French fries, and it's one of our most popular, even a lot of non-vegans get it because, as Gio said, people are just eating healthier, and so they see an option with a lot of vegetables on it, um, and it's just all sautéed, and, and we use a vegan cheese. And then sometimes the vegan-vegetarian line's a little bit uh, a little bit blurred, and, and the vegetarians will often want eggs on their vegan stuff so really you can, uh, you can go back and <laughs> you forth can swap that way. Yeah, right, the, right. The, the poutine with the poached egg is it's delicious delicious yeah. and one of our better uh, vegan meals is avocado toast I mean how can you go wrong but the um, the, the carnivores put bacon on it but uh, it can be done vegan with the toast and the avocado and we put um, uh, baby greens on top, and then it has honey and chili flakes. Honey, really? Which just changes, it makes it a sweet and chilly. Uh, so remember we mentioned that um, 
Jessica has an Asian heritage. Mm -hmm. So that sweet and spicy, and it's just a taste of it. It's not all over dominant. It's just yeah. a little different. And, oh, that's um, cool. It's a delicious, Why delicious do you say carnivore taste. so aggressively? <laughs> I think she was looking at me when she yeah. said that. So, <laughs> I am not one, so. Uh. Amen to that. Uh, are you, are you <laughs> just vegetarian? I'm or not vegan? I'm not or? strictly any of it, but I eat so little meat. I, I do eat meat, but right. I eat very, very little meat. So I prefer a meal without meat. Um, and so not necessarily healthy but all without meat are our french toast and, right. and pancakes mm. so um, and bananas and bananas <laughs> it has bananas on it and um uh, jessica's south american influence came in on those two because uh, we have tres leches french toast which is incredible and uh, Dulce, la, Dulce la Leche pancakes. Can we shout out Jessica also, again? Jessica yeah. Lou yeah, from Auntie's, Auntie's yeah. Bakery. She's, she's awesome. She is awesome. Yeah. And she, yeah, she's awesome. Mm -hmm. And she works really hard to get it right every time. One of the things people don't necessarily know uh, about us is that all of the meals are made from scratch. So there's a lot of uh, restaurants that you can go to that things are halfway cooked so that when you order them, they're just getting finished off or they're being heated up and finished off. And um, here everything's made from scratch and fresh. So uh, Jessica really insisted on it. And in fact, one day when we first opened, we were struggling a little bit with the throughput, getting stuff out faster. And, um, and so we had a big meeting and I was like, okay, how can we get everything through faster? And she said, well, one way is I could buy a bunch of fake food. And she said it all sarcastic. <laughs> I was like, uh, no, that's not, no, that's that. not the yeah. answer. <laughs> so she really guards the integrity of the food big time. They, it's something that we haven't touched much on, but people in precision um, first, come first, is really, really important. Yeah. I mean, we hear a lot about uh, quantity over quality, but, you know, you really, you're not getting the best bang for your buck. That way. Yep. Yep. I'm going to shout out a couple more of the lunch dishes. Yeah, yeah. Everything go for we've Walk talked through, about yeah. so far is breakfast. I was going to say, what are, what are your top? Because breakfast pretty much rocks hard. Right. But, um, what are your top ones here? Yeah. So for lunch, there's a carnita salad that is fabulous. Which was talking about carnivore. I was trying to convince my wife <laughs> to get that salad because she wanted a salad that day. But uh, she's like, uh, no. <laughs> like, come on. We can share. We can truly share. But Yeah, I get that one too to go to go home and eat at dinner and it, it's a delicious salad nice. and it has carnitas as you might suspect yeah. delicious but delicious tater tots delicious also. tater tots yeah, delicious, tater delicious. Tater. uh you already mentioned the kimchi wrap and one of the things a little uh a little no secret but it's kind of catching up is um sliced avocados and tomatoes with scoop of egg salad and tuna salad and uh, at first, it, it didn't get ordered very much at all, and I was sort of surprised just because it seems like a homey kind of dish. But little by little, I think as people kind of work their way through the menu, it's getting a lot more orders. And I think egg salad is one of those, you just don't find it that much anymore on menus. But again, if you think about going to your aunt's house or your grandma's house, yeah. you know, pickles and egg salad, that sounds great Yeah, <laughs> for summer. Uh, so... It's a, there's also, there's a lamb baguette. 
a lamb baguette. Lamb baguette on lunch, and that is incredible. That's uh, uh, there was the reason that's on the menu is I lived in Santa Barbara for a few years, and there was a little tiny, I mean little tiny, like four or five table, little French sandwich place. And uh, they had four kinds of sandwiches, and lamb baguette was one of them. And they sold three to one lamb baguette to any other kind of sandwich that they had. Wow. And so friends, you know, on a Saturday or something, go by there and grab a lamb baguette. And I thought, we're, we're trying to figure out interesting sandwiches. Why not try that? And Where in Santa Barbara is it? It's not there anymore. It's it not was, in Santa Barbara anymore? It was there anymore. in the 80s, yeah. It, all good things died in the eighties or something like that. John Lennon, but uh, lamb baguette. So we brought it back. Uh, kind of shout shout out. You mentioned Republic, but shout out to uh, Larchmont Bungalow. Yes, that's a, one of our biggest inspirations in getting this project together. Yes, yes. that little little cozy historic house in Larchmont. Do they they roast their own coffee and and um, serve breakfast and lunch? And uh, that's also Larchmont. Um, Similar community. I mean. Similar community. Yeah. And actually, yeah. people that are interested in the evolution of Uptown should all go walk Larchmont. Yep. Yeah. Because yeah. it's not a foo-foo. Um, it, it's it's homey. It's... it's go it, get them tigers it, over there. There's, yeah. there's a lot of great spots. It's very diverse. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's uh, diverse. But it's not all... You know, there's some communities that think that to improve the community you got to put in a whole bunch of chain stuff and yeah. you got to put in, but they did it keeping the integrity of their small business community and, um, really go walk, go walk. Yeah, large go watch. And some have been there for a long time too, which is a, yeah. like family yeah. Yeah. generations yeah. of families. Yeah. Right. Yep. So one thing Gio mentioned about large Mont bungalow, one part of what they did that was inspiration for us is to have a fresh bakery counter. Yes. And um, so we're still in process in terms of what the counter will ultimately be. We still don't have uh, cakes and um, a couple of the cream-based things that we're going to have, like eclairs. But we have most of the, the bready things, like muffins and sweetbreads and scones and things like that. And coffee our pies, cake. Yeah, coffee cake and pie. And um, so Kurt, nobody... I hear people talk about coming here for breakfast. I haven't heard a whole bunch of uh, just going to go get a piece of pie and coffee in the afternoon, but yeah. hopefully that becomes part of what enters into people's afternoon tradition. Yeah. So what else? What else on the lunch? I'm, I'm trying to figure out lunch. What else on lunch does it? Still figuring out. Lunch. Does it? Does it sell? What's your number one dish? Oh, number one dish is the carnitas salad that I mentioned. The kimchi wrap that you love is in yeah. the top five. Um, Croissant sandwich is in the top five. Croissant sandwich, yeah, right. that's a good one. Nice and warm. And you should sort of sound like a little passport where you could come and stamp, stamp each each, thing, each one. Yeah. And like yeah. after you get the fifth yeah. one, yeah, I don't know, you get something else. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? No, actually, we thought about doing something like that, yeah. like a rewards. Yeah, part. especially Bailey's. We yeah. need to talk about Bailey's a little bit here. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's talk about it. Say, uh, let's talk about here. it. So, yeah. so we're 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 um, we're moving on to Bailey's Juicery, which is on Bailey's and Greenleaf. Right behind uh, Lyft, uh, the coffee shop. Um, I know at one point, I've been there to get uh, your, um, what was your um, wrap? Um, tofu spring roll. Yes, tofu spring Number roll. Number one seller. Which, again, you would have fooled me about uh, being it vegetarian. <laughs> um, I had that, and I had the, uh, at that point, you had the strawberry 
um, lemonade. You was like, it lemonade? Did you like the dip? The dip's gluten-free, too. Oh, it's, gluten-free. I mean, I, I devoured that thing. It was so good. And then I, I was talking to, um, uh, was it Tor- no, not, um, Tori? Tori, yes. Yeah. And uh, she's the one that was telling me it's a, it's a vegetarian dish. I'm like, all right, now I got to come back again and ask for this thing. But let's talk about it. What, what else, so aside from obviously the juices, right? You guys have, um, uh, what do you guys got going on right now? Well, juices are the main deal. Yeah. And, I uh, made, I made well, what yeah. kind of juices do you guys have? Because I know when I was there, it was early on. So I know you had the, the strawberry yeah. one. and. I mean, I, I think that we're, not look, strawberry. we're looking into doing live live production, right? A small, small, a small condensed menu where you can order two or three different items. So we have 10 pre-bottled yeah. okay. and plus a, a juice of the month. Um, and then, as Gio said, we'll start doing live juices. A smaller quantity, you know, we're not going to be like some of the more corporate juice places. You walk in, there's five boards of all the stuff you could do. It's going to be more, more simple and straightforward than that. But um, one of the things that uh, Jessica, who we already mentioned, uh, related to aunties, collaborated with a nutritionist to come up with um, a variety of juices that would address a variety of health, I'll say concerns, it doesn't necessarily mean you're unhealthy, so maybe what you want is um, more vitamin A or B yeah, in your diet, immune system or, related, immune system, yeah. or you want to do heart prevention, you have a lot right. of heart disease in your family. I so mean, you I think it. some of them even target diabetes. Diabetes, high yeah. blood pressure. It's li- literally, <laughs> literally introducing um, an alternative to to Whittier. Yep, everything's uh, completely gluten free, vegan. There's no animal products, and mostly organic. It's not entirely organic uh, because there are some ingredients that to get them organic would just be prohibitive. Um, kind of going going back to uh, people and precision come first. The fact that that we have Bailey's and we have Antis and we have Lyft um, and really focus on people in precision means that we can offer organ- organic options. We can offer homemade tortillas, homemade um, food. So we, we're talking about the uh, the cleansing program that you guys have, right? Um, so if somebody comes in and they want to get on the three-day or five-day uh, program, do you guys give them all the bottles they need or do they come and pick them up as needed? No, they can we, we can package it for them, but I think pretty much you pick it up there. Yeah. For the yeah. five day, we can give it to you. Um, but then if you're going to go a second five days, come back and get the, right. the second five days. Because yeah. it's fresh, so you want to make fresh, sure it's... fresh, right. And, and uh, five day max kind of shelf life. So yeah. we would give it to you that first day for the five day. Nice. Now, let me share my personal experience with juicing. So I, I juiced for... Maybe three, four months. I so, bought sorry, by the way, Remo just joined us because he was in the back uh, cleaning all the dishes. Cleaning all the dishes, and I was actually cleaning the juicing machine. No, <laughs> no but uh, I remember when I used to juice, I would use the exact same thing, and I probably juiced the wrong things. And I heard you guys we talked earlier about uh, getting a nutritionist in here. For me, when I juice, I w- whatever was on sale, I juice. And that's what you juice. Yeah, and unfortunately, it's probably not the best strategy <laughs> if you're juicing. Um but I remember cleaning the machine was the biggest probably, you know, pain in the butt because, you know, it, it, it's a long process. So it's awesome that you guys have, you know, fresh juice available for us. But what do you guys do with all the, the waste that you guys, you know, have? 
Or do you guys have a project you go, coming you up? go straight to the beauty community and commerce yeah, part of... Yeah, here's the beauty community. Part comment. of our conversation. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, for a long time, we had... We were feeding it to turtles. <laughs> Li- literally, Ninja right? turtles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, to, to New York's Ninja Turtles. But what, the same friend that you mentioned earlier in the interview ha- has a pair of... What are those? They're humongous. Yeah, they're, they're tortoises. They're yeah. huge, huge turtles. Yeah. So they, they were eating up all of our uh, compost. Our early juice yeah. refuse. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it's actually something we want to make available. Um, we juice uh, five nights a week. And uh, people could just message us on, on Instagram or Facebook, and we'll give you more detail on how to um, connect in. But it could be used for compost. could be used to feed large birds like parrots or or uh, macaws those kinds of things people might have uh reptiles turtles um uh, but composting for sure and also coffee grounds are great for composting and we're trying to eradicate turtle homelessness in whittier (laughs) so every here in whittier we don't uh support really helps I, I see them all over here. Yeah, they're all over, and you know, some of them are mental illness, so <laughs> you can't really judge. <laughs> going, going back to the packages we have, we have three: um, novice, intermediate, and chief. Uh, novice would be someone as myself, really, really getting into it. It's mostly greens, apples, carrots, and citrus. And then we have intermediate, that's more greens and pineapple, and our chief is raw greens and citrus and can you just jump into this like if, like for mine like if i if i'm eating all the meat that i'm eating and i want to do a cleansing yeah. can i just jump right into uh, it or do i have to you're gonna slowly, pass out just <laughs> slowly work into it yeah you i mean i think, with a cup I think of coffee. Right? No, <laughs> yeah. most things in life are like a marathon you know you gotta train and get and kind of prep yourself for it especially juicing yeah so if if you drink um, three juices a day, I would say prepare. Sorry, we I have notes here of, yeah. of how to prepare for it. That's it, Remo. We're gonna have to put you in the neighborhood uh, uh, juice cleansing. No, when I used to juice, I mean I felt great, but again, I juiced a lot of carrots, cucumbers because they were cheap, and it wasn't the right. Ju- I knew towards the end of it, I was like, I can't be consuming this much carrot and cucumber and be were you turning orange uh, yeah i don't know I, my scents were a little different <laughs> no you're hopping yeah were you hopping? yeah instead of walking yeah more more of the process is three days prior um switch to a lighter lighter diet organic fresh fruits and then during you just juice 100 percent cleanse and then three days after you can kind of uh dive into the solid foods and meats you're a carnivore nice nice there you go so i can't just jump into it right away i'm about to work my way in if you're gonna jump back right don't don't go straight to the meat eaters to the prime that will make you very ill All right, now now uh, now you gotta go wash dishes, huh? Yeah, and I gotta go wash dishes. <laughs> it's been a lot of fun. Nice doing this. Again. No, thanks for coming on, man. It's uh. Thanks you for being here. I, yeah. It's shout out to Whittier College. I got a first day of class, so <laughs> I, as much as I love being here, they uh, I pay for tuition. You know That's what? There you what, go. Are, what are you gonna do? <laughs> I'm gonna about the first day. You know, you just yeah. get dropped. You know. Yeah, yeah. They don't wait for no big, no big deal. Yeah. Rima cool. knows how I got awesome. through the first year of college. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Thank you, Gio. So, Liba, you before you got obviously into the um, the restaurant business, you were doing something else, right? 
what was that? Care what was that? Something care else? More, care more. Care more. Care more. <laughs> Consumed my life. Yeah. Or what was? Uh, what were you doing for Care More? I was a CEO. Okay. And uh, uh, during the time I was there, we uh, so Care More was started by a group of Downey physicians about twenty years ago, and. Um, when I joined Caremore, Caremore was in the Downey, Whittier, Brea, Montebello. That was its kind of market. Yeah. And um, someday you ought to do a show on Caremore because uh, to talk about the Caremore model in five minutes isn't that easy to do. But it's it's uh, pretty nationally acclaimed as one of the top two or three healthcare models for aging Americans in the country. And um, a book just came out about it and a couple of big studies uh, about it, Commonwealth Fund and things like that. So someday to explain what Caremore is would take an hour. So we can't go. do it now. But what we were doing was uh, taking the Caremore model and trying to expand it out of that niche of uh, West and South um, L.A. County and or East and South L.A. County. So by the time I left Caremore in 2016, we were in eight states and um, and having a ball with taking care of a couple hundred thousand seniors. But it was very tiring yeah. to be on a different airplane every week to a different city, and um, and so I just needed to. Uh, I it, it's it's kind of hard to explain. I. I I didn't need to leave Caremore. I was totally in love with Caremore, but I needed to leave the lifestyle of literally being in three or four cities every week and two or yeah. three different time zones every week. And if I was 30, I'd keep doing it, but I'm just a little too old for that at this point. So um, I retired in 2016, as I mentioned, and I've, I'm a lifelong um Whittier person, not technically. I wasn't born here, but moved here when I was four. And um, obviously went, did my schooling here. I left uh, to go to college and got into healthcare right after college in Santa Barbara. And I moved back because all of my siblings and my parents all stayed in Whittier, which is true for a lot of people. I, yeah. I talked to so many people that um, their families have stayed or they left and came back because their family's here. It's a very common story, but I had, as I mentioned earlier, a lot of nieces and nephews, and I could either be the aunt they saw once a year at Christmas, or I could actually be in the mix and go to their softball games and their school plays, and I, I wouldn't trade it for the world to have been involved in their lives that way. And they're all now grown, and some of them have their own kids, and um, and and they come here and you know that they're, they're the next generation of auntie's kids but um, leaving healthcare and moving into food was a shock that I did not expect in many ways um, obviously it's not three separate time zones so that's uh, a way easier thing but plus it's a shorter commute right it's a shorter commute <laughs> I live uh, right next to Whittier College and so I, it's very easy to get here yeah. uh, I should walk more actually that's one of my goals for 2017 is to walk here more and not drive here as much but the difference in healthcare and food Christine was asking me earlier and um, there's actually a number of differences one is that in healthcare there's like a built-in motivator um, 
make people feel better, relieve their pain, uh, help promote their health. So it's like a built-in, you're in an industry that is about improving people's lives. And even if you're not specifically a healthcare giver, you're on the phone or you're processing some of the paperwork, you still know that you're doing it for this, the good of the person you're serving. And healthcare's uh, food's a little bit different because um, uh, maybe if if you're uh, one of the servers and you can see the delight of the person that's eating, uh, maybe if you're the head chef and you get to have the fun or the creativity of saying, "I wonder if people would like tasting this." But let's be honest: if you're washing dishes, like wash I was, dishes, right? Like you, right? And, <laughs> I was a, uh, my first food thing in college, I was a cheese slicer, you know, it's like, how do you get intrinsically motivated about yeah. slicing cheese or washing dishes? And, but I have to tell you, um, we might just say, oh, just a dishwasher, but one dishwasher calls in sick here and it's pandemonium because yeah. you don't have enough clean glasses, you don't have enough clean forks. And so starting to realize that, that, um, the teamwork that's required in a restaurant to pull off a good experience for the customer has really been an eye-opener. I mean, I like the rest of us, how many meals do you eat in a restaurant? And you don't really think, oh, somebody had to clean that fork for it to be sitting here at my, at my table for yeah, me yeah. to eat my food. And so um, it, it's been kind of cool to make that transition and have the, the teamwork be a little bit less... Um, uh, obvious, meaning everybody knows they're in it for the good of the patient and um, actually work to build the team to, to say our customers have a great experience. The other thing that's really interesting to me is how, um, I, I actually, I do laugh about it because it's how unreliable the supply chain is. You, you know, I get called, get, the bakers will call me at 2.30 in the morning and say, you know, we have this order for whatever, but our produce vendor didn't include the raspberries in our order. What do you want to do? Like, you know, so you, I don't know. We have an order <laughs> due at 6 a.m. and no berries. And, and you know there's no 24-hour grocery left in Whittier? So I used to say, really? like, just run, go to Ralph's and get mm -hmm. some berries. But you can't do that anymore. Yeah, yeah. They all close at midnight. But there's this very unreliable. I, we were talking earlier that the croissants didn't show up on Sunday. And so... Uh, the unpredictability of the supply chain really kind of bugs me. Yeah. So maybe someday I'll go into the berry delivery business or something right. and make sure all my customers get their berries all the time. <laughs> but that's kind of almost, in a way, the beauty of, of being able to create something that's that's made to order, right? Because yeah. at that point, if if you can, if it didn't get in, in delivered or whatever, it didn't get into it your restaurant, then happen. you can't create it, right? right. So. right. That's exactly um, right. You, and we need bakers. Anybody, any bakers out there? We need <laughs> bakers. <laughs> do you ever get people that are, you know, a little upset that their croissant is not oh, there? Oh, very... a little? Uh, really? Have you read some of our Yelp reviews? No. Not... There, there is a Yelp review yesterday. I won't read it verbatim, but um, it was very angry that the person got came. They tried us for the first time, and they were upset saying we were out of croissants and out of bagels. And it, it said that uh, the owner should focus on doing one restaurant. <laughs> so people get very upset. Um, it, it was a one-star review, I think. Maybe it was two, but it was a bad review. And um, 
You know, there's some things just out of our control. The bread truck didn't come yeah. and and we don't have bagels on the menu. And so just yeah. do the best you can. <laughs> People need bigger problems. <laughs> if their biggest uh, problem is a croissant wasn't there and I'm going to spend a half hour writing a review, then I don't know. But that's, that's what you get yeah. when you work in the yeah. restaurant business. Yeah. That Well, that's the power of the Internet, both both. Yeah. You know, hard knocks and compliments, right? You can make big careers on the internet, and but people are going to tell you exactly what they think, and there's some good in that. Yeah. You know, if if only it was your family telling you, they would always tell you everything was perfect. Yeah, so yeah. they'd all be like, "Great, great, great!" So you get a bad review, and you have to look closely and say, "Maybe we blew that one. We yeah. need to do it differently." Yeah. So, so uh, go. So we talked about the. Um, Auntie's restaurant. We talked about or cafe. We talked about the uh, Lyft coffee, Bailey's. Anything else we missed? Anything that's up and coming or or, or um, everybody keeps asking about Four Bricks. Four Bricks. Um, and how great that was, and they wish they had, they was back. Yeah, me too. So Whittier, um, you only came to Four Bricks on Friday and Saturday. <laughs> And that was a, a big challenge for Four yeah. Bricks on a couple levels. One is um, you just can't keep the economics going on two days' yeah. worth of, of revenue. But um, really what the town wanted Four Bricks to be was the place they got great cocktails. And, um, and they loved the food, but during the week people would come in to drink. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if you know or most people don't know that Alcohol laws are that you have to sell twice as much food as alcohol or else you have to have a bar license, which means nobody over 21 could come in. So, um, I mean, my nephew was the chef. He made phenomenal food and um, it was well frequented on Friday and Saturday and not on other nights. And so that concept didn't work. Um, as you know, we popped up lift there until its permanent space was, was available. And now um, we're, we're just waiting to see what the right concept might be. But in the meantime, we're renting it out for events, either um, just the space if someone wants to do their own food and catering or use another caterer or um, aunties can do the catering. And it's actually getting kind of full, especially around the holidays. A lot of companies have rented it for their holiday party. Um, we have a number of weddings this fall, uh, several weddings, a couple of quinceaneras. And so for now, Four Bricks is an event space. Okay. And um, you never know, you know. I don't know what will be next, but we'll see. For When you talk about a wedding or an event hall, how big um, can it hold or how many people can it hold? Uh, it can hold for a, a plated, seated uh, event. Mm -hmm. It can hold 114. And for a... Um, a buffet, uh, appetizer, walk around kind of event, it can hold 139. Wow. 140. And that doesn't count the patios. So um, uh, that's your seating counts never include outside. So, like, Auntie's seating count is 15 or something. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, those patios, it's, it's in addition to the patios. People have done some really fun things in weddings, like set up. Uh, casino tables on the patios and some things like that. So the space has been used very, very creatively. Very cool. 
So, so last question. If you're not, if you're actually two last questions. Um, if you're not here in Antis or at the coffee shop or at Bailey's, where else will we find you uh, frequenting? Whether it's a meal or a drink or, or uh, a place to relax, or wine. So, in terms of uh, of another um, other Whittier eateries, I love uh, to eat at Flight. Um, love Jay and Nakomi, mm-hmm. and uh, and there's a place at um, King Richards called Little Rays. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. They have chilaquiles that are just yes. really bomb. So I love to go. Uh, that's my sneak away if I'm not eating breakfast here. Uh, go go over there. Um, I leave Whittier a fair amount, actually. I have a place in Alaska, and uh, uh, it's so it's very remote. It's not. It's you have to drive a couple hours outside of Anchorage on dirt roads to get there. But once you're there. The beauty literally overtakes. I don't know how to describe it. It's just so engulfing and uh, beautiful. So, is it Whittier, Alaska? Alaska well, it's actually a- fairly near Whittier, Alaska. <laughs> Been to Whittier, Alaska several times, and Whittier, California beats Whittier, Alaska. That is go. for sure. Yeah. Um, Whittier, Alaska actually has a really interesting history. It was a, a naval port in World War II because the Japanese attacked Alaska. And so... Um, there was a new naval station built in Whittier, and there was one big dormitory for all the naval uh, personnel. And when the war was over, it got turned into a fishing port. But all the families that moved in there all moved into that one building. Wow. So the town of Whittier, Alaska, all the residents live in one building. Wow. And. <laughs> And, talk uh, about a community. Yeah, right? and talk about a community. <laughs> exactly. They need to lift coffee in a Bailey's juice <laughs> yeah. there. But um, uh, it, the city itself is not. It, it's very industrial because of all the shipping, the fishing equipment, and stuff like that. But um, the place that our family's place is called Willow, Alaska, and so three or four times a year, I just beat it and. Nice. Uh, <laughs> And go somewhere that some really fresh air. nothing happens at all there. It's great. Okay. Downtown LA pretty rocks a lot too. And um, if you, obviously you're bringing everything to here, yeah. but if <laughs> there was something that was missing in Whittier, what would that be? That you would like to see in Whittier? Yeah, I would like to see um, some kind of live... Uh, entertainment venue um i think that it speaks to the culture of a community if it can sustain theater and music and um i mean look what the cerritos center did to cerritos and um you know we don't have to have you two here we can but there's so much quality i know the whittier community theaters um slugged it out for a long time but a lot of people don't even know they're there so if we had a central performing arts location that housed a youth theater project, a, a dance company, uh, the Whittier Community Theater, the Bel Canto Corral. Have you ever heard the Bel Canto Corral sing? No. Okay, What's Up Whittier needs to interview the Bel Canto Corral. There you go. They, there the is list. a, I mean, they're not world class, but they are definitely a way up their professional choir. And um, they perform at the, the Sky Rose Chapel at the very top of 
of uh, of Rose Hills has uh-huh. that that Craftsman Prairie Chapel. Did you know that chapel won the Building of the Year in the '90s for the U.S. Architectural Association? So Whittier has, I think there's like 40 or 50 of these buildings in the country because there's one a year, yep. and Whittier has one of them, yeah. and um, and that's where they perform out of, and they are phenomenal. So anyway, if we had a performing arts center that hosted a lot of Whittier, um, Whittier-based companies, um, that's one thing I would love to see Whittier have. And then that whole thing, if you go to... Um, dinner and then you go hear music or you yeah. go to a play yeah. and you could bring in small acts and um, so that's one thing I'd love to see in Whittier. Another thing I would love to see in Whittier is um, we have a lot of small parks but we, you've all seen communities that there's a park that just has some sort of ginormous practically a you know a quarter of an acre big jungle gym and wrestling pads and and it's a gathering place that's why um people meet there people's kids meet there people go have um uh, a lot of social interaction there so i think just anything that brings people together and those are the two that i think of off the top of my head so the next question is Liba, when are you bringing? Yeah. Those <laughs> when do I bring those? When are you gonna? No, when is the slated for construction? Yeah. Is yeah. yeah. So Gio and I looked at each other the other day, and uh, of the three, uh, Lyft was the last by two days or something like that. Um, Bailey's open, and then a week later, Auntie's open, and then uh, uh, two or three days later, Lyft opened. And we got a call from someone asking us to partner on something. And we were in the same room with the cell phone on. And we, we put it on mute and we're like, I'm not doing anything. Are you doing anything? I'm not doing anything else. So no. I think it's going to be a really long time. Yeah. With, <laughs> before, I'm sure that uh, was a heck of a week or two. Yeah, all three that, was, that was intense. That was really intense. And uh, yeah, give a shout out to a guy named Bernard. Uh, Ashkar, who is a, he's a big time contractor, lives in Whittier, his offices are downtown LA, and uh, he, um, I mean, he does huge projects, like he builds airports and um, big hospitals and big stuff, and uh, he, we're like, you know, we're just like little Woody Herc. Would you? He's like, I love my town. I'll, I'll do it. So, uh, shout out to Bernard to for helping us get these, um, get these together and beautiful. And did he do all three of them, or had uh, the Cardis did um, Antes, and Bernard did Lyft, Bailey's, and and Four Bricks. So I'm getting ready to remodel my place, and I actually yeah. took a lot of pictures from Bailey's because I love the floor. The floor, how it goes from wood to tile. Okay, and that's Geo. That, okay. That's, Geo yeah. is, a, his design sensibilities are something else. Yeah. So that that floor is, is a that's Geo. That's a really, I, actually, I think you were there, Jesse, when I was seeing yeah. the pictures and I asked Jesse, Jesse, how can we do this? Because I have a space that's going to be kitchen to living room and that transition, it, it just looks beautiful. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. It looks yeah. really nice. Yeah. 
So yeah. props to Gio on that one. I'll give, have Gio come over. And yeah. <laughs> Actually, I, he, I've had two or three people, you know, they'll comment on something and I'll, I, you know, some piece of the design, I'll say, that's Gio, that's Gio. And someone said, uh, I think I need to hire Gio. So yeah. <laughs> you can, you can uh, you message go. us. We'll give you his design consultation <laughs> yeah. contract. Yeah. You come pick up the phone number when you come eat here. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or purchase a meal. I don't know. Yeah. Get a free consultation. Yeah. Well, Liba, that was this was great. Thank you for uh, coming on. Thank you. And uh, describing exactly what you're you're doing here in, in Whittier. We look forward to the theater that you guys are going to yeah. put. Yeah, <laughs> you'll see this kitty corner, the the uh, old church here. Uh -huh. Yeah. So I don't know if it's gossip or truth, but somebody said there's a proposal in front of the city to turn it into lots. Is that truth? Uh, so I've heard of the same thing. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know, but I. As I look at it, I see a performing arts center way yeah. ahead of seeing lots there. So yeah. Maybe. You know. Yeah. Jesse, make it happen, Jesse. You know people. Well, I was gonna say you hear you heard it here. Huh? <laughs> I say you heard it here. Yeah. We're gonna make it. We're gonna work on it. Make it happen. Yeah. Awesome. Again, thank you. And then, uh, um, so how do we? Uh, can we promote your uh, locations in terms of physical locations and also? Uh, Instagram, Instagram or Facebook. And websites. Yeah. Not, we don't use Facebook that much. Okay. Instagram and the web. Okay. Yeah. So you're obviously on Instagram for all three locations. Yeah. And uh, the web. Okay. Yeah. And then we'll add those to the show notes. So anybody who wants to follow you, uh, look up the. the yeah, Dandy's Cafe, Live Coffee Roasters, and Bailey's uh, Juicery. Actually, I don't know if it's Bailey's Neighborhood Juicery or just Bailey's Juicery. Um, I'm sure if you start with Bailey's, you'll get there. There you go. And then um, Geo is a book and, and leave a lesson. It's Bailey's Juicery is the Instagram. Perfect. And also the website. Again, thank you. And uh, we'll have to schedule the next one. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Bye with you. It's a totally made-up name, too. Oh, what's the history yeah. behind your name? That's always our, interesting. Our immigrated name is uh, Olshinyanetsky, and they wrote it wrong at immigration and wrote Lashinsky. And there was a big movement in the 50s of a lot of immigrants, when they were applying for jobs and stuff, they didn't want people to know they were immigrants. So they made up names so that it didn't say Lashinsky when people um, would know they were an immigrant. Yeah. So all three of my dad's brothers picked different last names. Interesting. Yeah. So I have cousins with all different names and stuff like that. But ultimately, one of his brothers changed. They ended up with the same name, Lesson. So he had, he had a couple last names along the way, several middle names along the way, and then I found out that later in life, it's criminals that change their name all the time. <laughs> 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 but uh, it's a legit story. There you go. <laughs>